Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses techniques of non-grasping, the six paramitas. Welcome. In this episode, and in the next few episodes, I would like to explore what Trungpa Rinpoche referred to as techniques of non-grasping. The Buddhist path is a very practical one and provides all sorts of techniques and ways to develop ourselves and to develop a deeper understanding and also greater ability to be of benefit to others in this suffering world. At the base, what we're really doing throughout all these techniques is cultivating two foundational qualities, a wisdom and compassion. Wisdom is cultivated through stillness and compassion is cultivated through action. So we'll be looking at actions that cultivate compassion, actions that liberate compassion from grasping and bring it to life. Traditionally, on the Bodhisattva path, six such actions are the starting point. These actions are generosity, discipline, patience, exertion, meditation, and knowledge. These actions are considered to be supreme because they carry us from a conventional moralistic point of view to an approach that truly expresses wisdom and compassion, that is non-dual, non-ego-based, not moralistic, judgmental. Basically, some of our actions enhance our ego-clinging, our ego-fixation, and some actions serve to soften or even undermine that tendency. The six actions of generosity, discipline, patience, exertion, meditation, and wisdom are designed to liberate our actions from the ego constraints of fear and narrow self-concern. These six are called transcendent because they transcend ego fixation, transcend a closed heart, transcend a clinging to personal territory. They are said to take us from the world of duality to a world of non-duality, where our beneficial actions are not strangled or twisted to the needs of ego, but are free and spontaneous. Because of that, they are referred to as paramitas, paramitas, a Sanskrit term that literally means gone to the other shore. The image of the word paramita is like a boat transporting one across a turbulent river. One side of the river is the world of ego striving, and the other side of the river is a world of spontaneous altruistic action. And the river itself is a challenge and confusion, roiling waves of confusion and chaos that mark so much of our experience in this world. These vehicles actually take us, bring us from the kind of swamp of absorption in one ego scheme after another after another, sometimes wearing the disguise of virtuous action, to a different territory altogether, the territory of true bodhisattva action. Another way of looking at paramitas is that they are a way to put our intentions into action, to work with our aspirations and test our aspirations in real-world relationships and interactions we engage in day-to-day. 
by referring to the paramitas as techniques of non-grasping. Trung Rinpoche raises the challenge of seeing how grasping colors so many of our actions in the world in subtle and more gross ways and challenges us to consider what actions free from grasping would be like. I think a good starting point for beginning to work with this idea of paramitas or bodhisattva actions is to look more closely into this habit of grasping and to notice the difference in actions that seem to be more free of grasping and those more encumbered by grasping and the feeling of that and the effect of that. It's almost as though we're trying to liberate bodhisattva activities from even seemingly benevolent actions that are really enlisted fully in the service of ego and for our own personal benefits. This is not merely a theoretical thing. We can feel the difference. We can feel the difference between actions that are so encumbered and actions that are not. We can feel it in how we act, and we can feel it in when someone is acting on us and interacting with us. We can feel that, that kind of shadow or that burden that's being placed on what could be a very simple interchange. The point is not to beat ourselves up because our actions are mixed. They're not pure bodhisattva activity for the most part. The point isn't to beat ourselves up at all, but to develop greater discernment, to recognize in our own actions and in the actions of others the heavy hand of ego and the effect that that has on us. We can aspire to cultivate actions that don't have hidden agendas, actions that don't have strings attached, but are simple and straightforward. To find that simplicity, we have to be willing to jump into the messiness and the mixed motives and the lack of straightforwardness in so many interactions. Paramita practice sheds light on grasping and the way it insinuates itself into everything that we do. And by doing so, it shows us a way out. It shows us that within all that messiness and mixed motives, there's a seed of true compassion. Paramita practice challenges us to recognize and to confront the power of grasping and its insidious hold on all of our activities. It introduces the possibility of a new base of action, free from grasping. With Paramita practice, we are engaging in powerful techniques that undermine the force of grasping and allow that inherent compassion to come forth. In upcoming episodes, I'll continue the discussion of paramita practice and spend time on each of the paramitas individually and as an interconnected system. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.